Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, don't forget about joining us over on our TV side, thecommonsenseshow.tv. We've put together a panel of experts, like the guest we're going to talk to here. You're going to get a sample. And uh, his name is Sam Arnold. He's our Latin American expert. But we're going to be talking about something a little farther west today. But before we go to Sam, I just want to remind everybody to go to thecommonsenseshow.tv, sign up, because, you know, what was coming is no longer coming. It's already here and we want to help you have a softer landing and uh, you know what Biden and his people are doing with the food supply the farmers are now speaking out what's going on in Holland will still be going will soon be going on here make no doubt about it get out of the way by getting your own storable food and getting as much as you can as quickly as you can because when the diesel reaches eight dollars a gallon the game is over so go to preparewithdave.com for 25 year shelf life restaurant quality food and they haven't raised the price and there's still a sale so go to preparewithdave.com ladies and gentlemen if you have a nest egg to protect like 62 percent of you do according to the data you need to call noble gold because the banks are in big big trouble biden has signed an executive order not yet taking effect but that executive order is going to negate the cash that you have right now the dollar and it's going to be in, uh, replaced with trackable currency oh my gosh you need to get outside the system as quickly as you can uh, this is mark of the beast kind of stuff uh, go to noble gold you can go to goldbeforelate.com that's goldbeforelate.com or call them at 877-646-5347 877-646-5347 and as I always say if you're going to suffer you may as well suffer in comfort uh, the Mike Lindell people approached us and they said oh Dave you're so kind to Mike and you always build him up for the work he's done yeah he risked everything for election integrity yes I really respect Mike Lindell but I'll I respect his products just as much as I do him. They're really good. We had a lot of them before they approached us. And here's what they're doing for us. Listen to this. Half off or two for one everything. And in a few cases, you're going to get 70 and 80% off. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. Go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. And use the coupon code Hodges to place your order. And it's fantastic stuff. So whether you need sheets, pillows, mattress covers, whatever it is, it's all right there for a greatly reduced price with very high quality. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges with the coupon code Hodges. Well, as I mentioned in the intro here, Sam Arnold is our Latin American expert. And I do have a Latin American question for him that we'll get to regarding Brazil and their upcoming election. But we're going to focus today 
on unfinished business in Taiwan. Sam alerted us to the fact that the Japanese were, looked like they're getting ready to pounce on the Chinese, and they and the Americans were involved in a joint maneuver by paratroopers, and on and on and on it goes. Nancy Pelosi came in, probably in a drunken stupor, as she often is, and she went home uh, to live out her own demented lifestyle. By the way, I haven't heard today, but I'm sure uh, Paul Pelosi uh, got a walk. Uh, the judge... The DA, everybody, is in line with Newsom and Pelosi. Wow. And by the way, there were injuries in that accident. Oh, we're so corrupt, aren't we? But uh, let's keep our eyes on Taiwan in this particular investigation. Sam, welcome to the show. And uh, we did a pretty good job of covering the RIMPAC war games, what was happening. We did that over on the TV side. And you say now there's more information. Yes, I have a lot as far as the buildup and things that have happened since Nancy Pelosi left. And I just want to alert all of America that this is a very, very serious situation. When there's brinkmanship, we tend to react in two ways. One, we can say, whoa, that was a close one. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to put on my seatbelt. I'm going to watch what I'm doing very closely. And the other way, and, and this is the human tendency, is to say, oh, well, it didn't touch me, and so I'm okay. And that's what's really dangerous from a close call, is humans just tend to go back into normalcy bias even even deeper than they did before. And I've, I've seen it so many times, all the way back to Y2K and even before. But right now, there's so many things going in Taiwan. I really hope that every American is alert to the possibility that war could erupt. It'll more, more likely break out in stages, but it could just absolutely erupt. And so... I want to talk about all the different factors, the military buildup that's years long, that even went through the Trump administration and even beyond. New weapon systems came online. You and I reported on all that. And now we're really, as the, the free world, in a position to confront the Chinese. Both of our nations are on the very edge of a currency collapse, and both nations really need war. And so just because Pelosi left, it's, it's not time to breathe a sigh of relief. It's time to... Uh, tighten our belt even more and be more prepared for the possibility that things could get ugly and they could get ugly fast. Sam, in one sense, I think part one has already started because we know as soon as Pelosi departed, the Chinese basically blockaded the island of Taiwan with live fire drills where it was almost impossible to get in and get out, either by air or by sea. Yes, and there are so many firsts to this round of hostilities. Uh, Just to throw out a couple this is this is the shocker so drum roll please okay china fired ballistic missiles china fired ballistic missiles over the nation of taiwan they went over the island it's never happened before and everyone was very freaked out about it now your american news may be downplaying this yahoo news for example said Oh, China responded and said that they were high in the stratosphere and there was no danger to Taiwan and they will not release the actual trajectories to uh, not uh, compromise methods and techniques. But the fact is, they went over Taiwan. It's never happened before. It's a major violation of the airspace of a sovereign nation and a hostile nation to China. And then some of those ballistic missiles that were fired from China landed in Japanese territorial waters. So the Koreans have done this. North Korea has fired missiles over Japan, and they've had uh, them come down in places that Japan didn't like. But for China, a space power to launch ballistic missiles and then land in Japanese territorial waters, the Japanese are livid about it. 
And those are just a couple of firsts from today. Very interesting. Uh, that ballistic missile shot over the heads of the Taiwanese, that's North Korea territory. That's what they have done to Japan, and uh, they. Uh, this really upset the apple cart. Why isn't the world community going nuts on this? Uh, it is still settling down. Uh, first off to report it was Hal Turner, and that's kind of a fringe site that he breaks the news for a lot of other people and makes it safe, but then it was picked up by other outlets and so here we are waiting to see who picked this up and whether it's true and sure enough after Hal Turner Daily Mail picked it up and then right after that Yahoo News printed it really kind of with a with, with a fact checker type uh, a, a snowfish attitude they downplayed the news and so the, the America's trying to figure out what happened and, and how serious it is and, and here again a lot of big outlets are saying oh it was nothing it was nothing but it it was very serious. Um, when you fire a missile over the heads of somebody, that's not nothing. I don't know how the mainstream and media can get away with that. What, what did they admit to the fact that the missiles were fired over Taiwan? Yes, they did. <clears throat> but they said that they were on a very high trajectory and that there was no risk to Taiwan. However, the Taiwanese... Are, are very technologically advanced, as we know, even in the early days of computers, all the parts were made in Taiwan. So the Taiwanese are watching this on their radar scopes, and here come the ballistic missiles. And I mean, they sounded the alarm, the people ran for the bunkers. And you never know, because all of these modern missiles, now, maybe not with North Korea, maybe not with Soviet era, it was, the scuds were inaccurate. But when you're talking about China today, with GPS plus inertial guidance and radar guided missiles, they can they're they are able to maneuver to avoid defenses and so just because they were on a high trajectory absolutely does not mitigate the danger and the taiwanese were running through the streets to get to a bomb shelter so it was very serious for them i don't know i i just i'm at a loss to explain the lack of response because this is very serious I mean, you wonder what they're going to well, do if they actually sink a ship or hit a land-based target. I mean, at what point okay. do we acknowledge the fact that an act of war has occurred? That What you just described, Sam, is an act of war. Absolutely. It's an act of war. And I hope that the world comes to that conclusion in the next 20 years. <clears throat> I'd really like to talk a little bit more about the paratroopers. Okay, are you talking about the Japanese paratroopers? Yes, and American. So there's an operation going on right now. This is a, a drill, but it's uh, it's a drill that Japan has never participated in before, and it's with the nation of Indonesia. And so this is what I reported a few days ago before Pelosi landed down, where we were all in the territory of, is she or isn't she going to go to Taiwan? The news came out on Asia.nikkei.com about Operation Garuda Shield. And none other than Charlie Flynn, General Charlie Flynn, the head of uh, U.S. Army Pacific, was quoted as the source in this article. And he was talking about Operation Garuda Shield, how happy the U.S. was to be a part of it, and that Japan was participating for the first time, and that the U.S. and Japan would be loading paratroopers on the island of Guam. Now, this is never how drills happen with paratroopers. 
they take off from the airbase, they fly out a little ways and turn around, and then they come over the drop zone and, and, and drop the paratroopers. To fly thousands of miles over the Pacific, right past the island of Taiwan, it's just so indicative that this exercise was done in preparation of pulling the trigger and going live in the event that paratroopers needed to be deployed to the island of Taiwan, to outlying Taiwanese islands, or even into mainland China. It's very concerning that U.S. and Japanese paratroopers were scheduled to load in Guam. And this is something that it was on the schedule for, on the schedule for this week. We don't know whether it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, today, tomorrow. It's just been announced that the paratroopers were in Guam, ready to load, in order to fly thousands of miles and deploy for an exercise on the island of Sumatra. Very concerning. Why is Sumatra important? Well, it's one of the uh, it's one of the islands that makes up the Indonesian archipelago, and that is where the the exercise was scheduled to be. It's a beautiful place with wonderful coffee. Still got wild tigers there. There's a lot of insurrectionist activity there, too, and a lot of tiger poaching, if you want to know, because uh, Indonesia has a lot of Islamic influence and, and uh, still Islamic revolutionary armies operating in those jungles today. But Charlie Flynn just said, this is where they're landing. It's in Indonesia. This is a joint exercise with Indonesia. But here again, so many firsts. First time Japan comes along. Japan's going to contribute paratroopers. The paratroopers are going to load at Guam and fly thousands of miles. It's just, it's just exclamation point after exclamation point when right there in the region, the Taiwan Strait crisis is getting ready to have its third and perhaps final iteration. Hmm. Hmm. And Japan what? knows that they have to stand with Taiwan for their own survival. They have to stand with South Korea for their own survival. And there are other allies what remains to be seen is what old Bong Bong Marcos is going to do. The new president of the Philippines, who's the son of the famous president, Ferdinand Marcos, he's going by his initials, so you're going to have to keep all the initials of these presidents straight. It's PBBM, President Bong Bong Marcos. That's what he's going by. Bong so Bong? he was at a funeral today. <laughs> Bong Bong. Okay. He goes by his childhood nickname, because everybody knew him as Bong Bong when he was uh, uh, the first kid. And Ferdinand and Imelda were the first, you know, the president and the first lady. So now he's president again. And I'll tell you, he kind of ran on a, on a pro-China platform. He's kind of having to unravel and tone down some of the bluster of Duarte, who was the president before him. But I'll tell you what, I think he's going to put the Philippines first. And what that means is not letting the Chinese come in and take over their seas, their outlying islands and their natural resources, and, and their resources even at sea. So I really think we can see Bong Bong gravitate into the U.S. fold, into the fold of the Quad Nations, India, uh, uh, Japan, Australia, and the United States. That's what I would hope to see. It's just, it's just the timing, of, the fateful timing, that he would be at a funeral today and a funeral that would prevent him from making public statements because it was the ex-president who's actually the second cousin of Ferdinand Marcos Sr. And he was part of the overthrow that supported Cory Aquino against Ferdinand Marcos 
1986. That was called the Edsa Revolution. And so he went against his second cousin, then later became president from 92 to 98, we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and today he was buried in a state funeral with military honors and so all the news about bong bong marcos has to do with that funeral and he can expect to be tight-lipped but i really think that the philippines is going to come along with the vast array of nations that know that they have to all come together at one time or they're all going to die. They're all going to be overrun by screaming Chinamen. The Philippines knows that. Hmm. That's amazing. That is absolutely incredibly amazing. Um, Bong Bong is smart to do what he's doing if he's going to align with the U.S. and allies. And the reason I say that, Sumatra has a lot of natural resources. And if we think back to our World War II history, Japan coveted those resources. China's in a similar position where they don't have the raw materials necessary to support their population or the industrial potential that they could enjoy. So I believe they're going to use this as an excuse to gobble up resources in Asia. And uh, I think Sumatra must, Bong Bong must feel the same way. He doesn't want to be the victim of Bam Bam. 
Exactly, exactly. There's. I made a point I would not start with a joke, but I do have a couple. So we can make it as time goes on. Okay. Japan needed the rubber from the Philippines exactly. for starters. They needed the agriculture of the Philippines. There's a lot of cattle in the Philippines. You know, the Japanese that hid out for over 30 years in the jungles killed cattle. They just poached them from village to village for 30 years and got away with it. And so there's a lot of resources there. There's a lot of manpower there, a lot of population that can be put into slave labor and has been has been enslaved that way before. And so I think that Bong Bong is going to come along. And there's something else that's just really, really important. The base at Subic Bay, which was a U.S. naval base since the dawn of time, since we threw the Spanish out, you know, in 1909, had been our base, and then it just got closed, uh, you know, since 2000. And I know that Olongapo was famous among sailors for their dog and pony shows, but the fact is the base itself is without parallel to do the repairs that could be done at Subic Bay, Olongapo, Philippines, the nearest Allied base is is Pearl Harbor, all the way across the Pacific. And so it is an indispensable base to have in naval operations around the world. And so we really need, for a, lo- a lot of reasons, we really need Bong Bong to come along. Man, this um, it's concerning. This is very concerning because now we're talking the elements of a regional war. Um, let, let me shift north for a second. North Korea came out prior to the Pelosi visit, and they said, we'll nuke the U.S. and South Korea if you get out of line. And they didn't really offer a lot of context. Um, so therefore, the puppet state of North Korea, puppet of China, they're preparing to go to war in support of China. What do you think their first move will be? Will it be South Korea, which I would envision, but do they have a second goal, or are they just going to be tasked with uh, securing the continent of Korea? Or not the continent, but it's the funny. island of Korea. It's funny you would call it a puppet state, since I was just watching the Kim Jong-un segment of, uh, or, or that, was, that was his father, the segment of Team America with the marionettes in Korea. <laughs> and the reality is, it's very tense on the peninsula, and here's why. Trump met with the head of North Korea, and they even did a little dance there in the DMZ. And Trump gave a number of concessions to the North Koreans. One major one is he ceased the joint military operations in South Korea that were meant to uh, practice attacking the North defending against an attack in the north from the north, which means destroying missile batteries and launch platforms and then counter-invading. Those exercises were halted by President Trump and Kim Jong-un halted his nuclear test. And so this is where Trump went and did a great deal and kept peace in the region, peace in our time. Right now, the exercises have restarted, and this is a whole other massive set of Pacific exercises the U.S.-South Korean joint exercises practicing decapitating the North Korean regime, which means going in after the missile launch platforms, going in after the nuclear sites, and going after the the great leader himself. And so that exercise is happening, and not at computer terminals. It is a boots-on-the-ground, live-fire exercise between the U.S. and the South Koreans 
and North Korea is livid about it, so livid that they might just light off a nuke underground just to let the world know that they're ticked off. So that's another area. It's very tense. There's a lot of grading between the armed powers, and it could just ignite at any time. Yeah, it's unfortunate because North Korea is really kind of a distraction and would draw forces away from the U.S., for what needs to be done. I saw a colonel who was on the um, military advisory staff for Trump. He was on Fox News. I don't recall his name, not important. But he said that our military is so depleted that we could sail to China, hit them with everything we got. They'll absorb it. They'll take the losses. They don't care about the loss of life. And then they'll proceed to attack us, and we will have basically shot our wad. How would you respond to that? I'm going to say if we wait a year... It's true. If we go three years into the past, even two years into the past, it would have also been true at that time. Because Trump rebuilt our military, and there's an entire a series of articles on my blog at subscribestar.com slash gospelgunslingers, where we talk about the weapon systems that have come online. Since Trump leaving office, systems that he paid for, uh, long-range guided bombs that can be nuclear, uh, the submarine-launched harpoon missile, which had been deactivated from the fleet. That makes our submarine long-distance ship killers, not only with torpedoes, but with those guided missiles. The Block 5 Tomahawk missile that can be launched from submarines or from uh, all of our destroyers, cruisers, they can launch that Block 5 Tomahawk, which has an anti-ship capability. That's a heavy missile with a 1,000-pound warhead. And also... The uh, nuclear tomahawk, tomahawk land attack missile nuclear, TLAM-N. Now, this was out there in the 80s and the 90s, and then it was decommissioned. Well, Trump brought it back, and it was very quiet in the news. And now the Biden administration is trying to remove that capability from the fleet. So we don't know if those missiles are out there under General Charlie Flynn's command or not. But... A lot of those weapon systems are out there, including the F-35, including uh, gravity-guided nuclear bombs that are that are capable to be carried in the internal bays of the F-35. A couple new anti-ship missiles, long-range anti-radar missiles, which would be necessary for the attack of a coastal power, uh, a, a power with coastal defense batteries like China. We need those those long-range harm missiles to go in and eliminate their radar so that we can penetrate deeper with strikes and attacks. So all that's out there now. But in a year, Biden will have uh, emasculated our military even further, and we won't have those weapons that we need. And, uh, listen, it's easy to throw rocks at Trump and say, Trump, why didn't you in 2019, why didn't you go after the Chinese? Why didn't you just punch him in the nose? because he could have escalated and and precipitated the necessary war for the survival of America, Japan, New Zealand, Australia, many other nations. Well, he didn't have the weaponry then. And so I would agree with the general as far as if we made that statement in 2019 or if we made it in 2023. But right now in 2022, we can fight them and we can beat them. We have a fighting chance. And even the, the prophecies of Revelation can be kept on the other side of the world for a while. That's how I read it. Walk us through how we could defeat them. We have F-35 
sea-capable aircraft carriers over there deployed. We have the USS Tripoli and I believe the USS America, both flat-deck uh, landing ships that have been used for marine operations way back, and, and Harrier jump jet operations. We've got F-35B jets on those right now. And you know who's participating in RIMPAC-22 right now, other than the Mexicans who sent their tank landing craft, uh, Uma Cinta, over there. I hope it comes back full of Abrams to deal with Chinese narco interests in the north of the Mexican Republic. But the Japanese have included their Izuma helicopter carrier. This ship and its sister ship are F-35 capable. And making them F-35 capable was a screaming matter for the Chinese ever since the kills were laid in 2012. The Chinese said, no, use this aircraft carrier, you know build. Well, they did build it. And then Trump went and walked the deck with Melania. They really did it. She had her high heels out and walked the deck of one of the two Azuma-class ships, and then Trump pointed down at the deck, and he said, this very ship will be retrofitted to carry the F-35. And then it happened. And then the Japanese, they retired all their old aircraft, all their F-4 Phantoms, so now they're running modern U.S. aircraft. And one more thing, don't forget that U.S. missile technology, in between all the tragedies and travesties of the Ukraine, U.S. missile technology was proven supreme. The HIMARS has kicked butt in the Ukraine. And not only that, the unknown ship missiles, which were billed as Neptune missiles, something that doesn't exist, and I don't believe the Ukrainians would cook up in the kitchen. And then finally, Norway comes out and admits, oh, we're going to send joint strike missiles, naval strike missiles, what's known today in the Marines as the Nemesis missile. That was... I present strong arguments on my Twitter, Gospel Gunslingers, why it was the Nemesis missile that sank the cruiser Moskova. And then later, our Harpoon missiles were used uh, in strikes over there. We'll, we'll see. History will tell us or maybe lie to us about where Harpoon was not used. But our United States missile technology was a terror to the Ukraine. Everybody wondered if it was going to work. There was all this smack talk about, oh, the FD-35 won't ever fly. Trump made it fly, and it carries the Joint Strike missile. Everybody should be very afraid. In fact, one article is the missile that China should fear, and this was before the Moskova. We have the weapons, even without going nuclear. Hmm. Will China go nuclear? Well, well it, let me ask you this. If, China, if China's getting their butt kicked by these F-35s, won't they go nuclear? They may want to have something left of their country. Regardless whether it escalates or whether it doesn't, it has to happen in this time. We're running out of chances. Is that the because of the... Um, running out of chance. Is it the emasculation of the American military? Is that what you're referring to? It's that. It's, it's the collapse of the dollar. It's the collapse of the Chinese economy. It is the inevitable destruction of the entire First Island chain, which includes the South Korean Peninsula, Japan, Taiwan, and really also the Philippines. So all those nations know that they will be stomped on with the Chinese boot if they don't stand up, and, they, and that they have to stand up together. They're small nations. 
Biden is so controlled by China, why is he allowing this to go as far as it has? All right, I've got the wild conspiracy theory. Well, first of all, I agree. I believe that the parties have agreed to have this fight now. I believe that China, that the backroom deals were made, that, look, we're going to slug this out. China's going to attempt to reunify Taiwan. Pelosi landing gave a causus belli to both nations because she was threatened by China. The United States has a cause for war. And because China calls her arrival on an Air Force craft an invasion, they have a cause for war. Now, in letting her go, it doesn't have to explode in, in, in one jump. It can be incrementally heated up. But this is where I'd like to throw on the table a wild conspiracy theory. Are you ready? Yeah, and I kind of think Bob Griswold came up with one similar to what you're going to say. It's I think it's not conspiracy. I think it's logic. Go ahead. I believe that Pope Francis put Nancy Pelosi up to making this visit mm. and to, conf- to conflagrate, to coagulate, to cause, to precipitate this conflict that's been brewing for a long, long time. Nancy Pelosi met with Pope Francis not five weeks before touching down in Taipei. And remember, Nancy Pelosi, because of her stance on abortion, was uh, excommunicated by the her home archbishop there in California. He would not give her the sacrament. He would not give her the host. And we need to remember that our forefathers believed the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. That it was the Pope that always wanted to conquer the Americas, take the Americas back. As a person who's broadcasting from Latin America, a place that was subject to a brutal conquest, we all know that it was not the Spanish or the Portuguese that came in and attacked the Americas and subjugated it that they were papal armies, that they built their own uh, super state over here. Now, because the independence movement followed U.S. independence, starting in 1806, nation after nation, fought the Spanish and the Portuguese and threw them out and became independent nations and great nations. That's when, later on, the Pope, along with U.S. intelligence agencies, built up China to be the new world bully. And while China today may not resemble the Catholicism that Americans are familiar with, China today does certainly resemble Romanism. The whole idea of a military society, of total regimentation, of of, uh, hierarchical control of every aspect of society, it's very much like the Roman Empire of old. And if you see that, It's not at all surprising that the Pope would ask Pelosi to do something for him, to make a provocation so that his bully could be unleashed, so that the dragon could be unleashed on the world in an attempt to destroy the Western world while they're yet strong, 
because China's full of collapses. Evergrande was just the beginning. Over 100 major builders in China have uh, gone bankrupt. There are bank runs in China. And just today, Hal Turner reported that eight minutes after the market opening in New York City, Chinese stocks were being dumped on the market. So China has to make the move. And if you see that the one holding the chain on the dragon is the Pope, then it's not so unlikely that he would say to Nancy Pelosi, okay, I'm going to give you the host, but you're going to give a provocation so that China can go to war. And I believe that that's exactly what happened. That's quite a mouthful. And I think... I'm hearing you out. I'll tell you what Bob Griswold said. Let's let's talk about his notion here. He is with you. He thinks, and he said, Dave, I'm just speculating, but it makes sense. He said, China and America colluded to have Pelosi go there. They put on theater, and they may have already decided to slug it out. And that would go to explain Milley's statement when he was... uh, testifying about the debacle in Afghanistan with the withdrawal, and he said, well, yeah, if we were going to attack China, I'd let my counterpart in China know. Do you remember that? He did say that. He did say that, and I think you and Bob are kind of on the same page here. A little different level, but I think you're on the same page. we got patriots like Charlie Flynn in our army that are just not going to go quietly. You said you wanted to ask me about the Brazilian election, and we can get there in just a moment. But what the Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, recently said is only God can remove me from the presidency. There's a lot of good old boys that just are not going to go without a fight. And I think Charlie Flynn's one of them. And I think Jair Bolsonaro's one of them. And then you have these whole nations. Taiwan's talking different. They said... We're, we're, we're not looking to pick a fight, but we will not shy away from one. Now, that's a statement in the last 48 hours from the Taiwanese high command. I got, an, I got another quote here before we change the subject. Lu She, China's diplomat to France, this is a quote from their article, said ominously that re-education will be necessary after the territory is conquered. That's in today's Daily Mail. So China fully expects to smash Taiwan and throw the survivors into FEMA camps, or their own version of it. They have their own Gulag Archipelago going thousands of miles into the interior. And so this is also a beta test for China to take over some smaller populations before they take a crack at what they must do to be victorious in the Americas, which is smash the Americas, conquer the Americas, and re-educate survivors. Even American communists have agreed to that. Man, it's interesting. Do you think Charlie Flynn, if uh, this administration goes after the people, will he lead his troops to oppose Biden? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it looks that way from what you're saying. The military has to side with the people, and Biden's trying to move it away from the people. He's already militarized the FBI and the DOJ and and, and run Operation Cable Splicer on a lot of law enforcement from lower jurisdictions. They're even trying to bully county sheriffs, which, in my recollection, 
has never really happened outside maybe the Richard Mack case. The, the sheriffs are, are pretty much untouchable, yet here's Operation Cable Splicer, only 40 years old, and it's coming out of mothballs and it's going after those lower jurisdictions. Nevertheless, there's still whistleblowers within the FBI that are telling what they're doing, that they're being forced to re-categorize petty crimes as terrorism and sedition and crimes against the state. And so where the military lines up really remains to be seen, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect uh, how long America lasts. The military really needs to line up with the American people and the silent majority of the American people, not the, the woke fringe minority. Wow. How many Charlie Flynn's are there? Well, we had three, and now there's only one. I don't know that answer. It's a concerning question, and maybe we should have been quiet about it. But there's a lot of retired there's a lot of retired leaders that may still step into a leadership vacuum in the event of war. It's not yeah. too late for the military to get on the right side of history. That's very interesting you'd say that. Um, Jade Helm 15, Jade Helm 16, and Robin Sage last year in North Carolina both ran war, all, <clears throat> excuse me, all three ran war games last year. And in all three cases, they practiced against American guerrilla chieftains who were disaffected ex-American soldiers. And they, and Jade Helm 16 actually published, uh, an ad the DOD ran to hire people to play these roles. So since 2015, the left has been practicing against a military uh, insurrection against uh, executive branch abuse. That's always been their plan. And every patriot has always known that he's the one, the hunter, the shooter, the experienced combat veteran, the good guy. Hmm. If, if you go out and hunt, bucks are so much cagier than does, and they're so much harder to kill because they know that they're the one that everybody's looking to bag. They know it, and the American patriot knows it. They've been cagey, but I'll tell you what: there aren't very many. There aren't very many. So these narco interests are everywhere. <clears throat> we we see the anarchists in the USA. We see the the revolving door prison system and the Soros DAs that just let them go. Well, that's also in the north of Mexico. And that's why it's an interesting thing that I would throw out. Hey, <clears throat> President Lopez Obrador, why don't you fill up your tank landing ship with American tanks when you come home from Hawaii and use them to, to demolish Chinese narco interests in the north of the Republic of Mexico. Biden will never allow it. Biden will never allow that. Well, I agree with you, Sam, but it, Biden will never allow it may that. Not, it, it may not be up to him. When conflict breaks out, that's when commanders make decisions. <clears throat> and there are Chinese narco interests 
in the north of Mexico that need to be demolished. Are the four the states... Today, Go ahead. The word today is that the... Uh, now you got me on the four states. Let's go to the north of Mexico. What were you going to ask? In the four northern states, are they aligned with each other and simultaneously with China and thirdly against uh, uh, AMLO? For the most part, that would be Tamaulipas in the east from the, the tip of Texas. Next is Nuevo Leon with the great city of Monterey, which is, by the way, out of water because of uh, foolish decisions by corrupt leaders. And then after that's Coahuila with the great city of Torreon. And some of these are, are wonderful cities with wonderful people, but the leadership is corrupt. And then after that is Sonora right up against the Arizona border. And the, the leadership is suspect, and it's against the central government, I believe, in all four of those states. Perhaps it's expired in Sonora. And here again, everyone knows that their time is short. The governor of Tamaulipas, who's the ringleader, Governor Cabeza de Baca, that we've reported on so many times, he's only got a few months left before AMLO's party takes over. Dr. Americo Villarreal is going to take over the governorship in Tamaulipas State. And then his state police will be dismantled. His narco empire will be dismantled, if not before. I have advised the president to incur with a military operation because this state, along with the others, intends to secede from the Republic of Mexico and go into total accord with the, the Chinese narco interests that are in those states. And Baja California has got a, a, a Marina governor in. She was just in the news today. Marina, Marina de Pilar is the lady governor of uh, Baja California Norte, and they're even cracking down on the unlicensed doctors. Everybody knows you can go over there and get a tummy tuck for uh, pennies on the dollar in Tijuana. Well, guess what? All the illegal doctors are going to get six years in federal time if they're caught practicing without a license or with an expired license. And so that historic armpit underneath of San Diego is being cleaned out, and that means that the Chinese can't just rage in there anymore. That was their intent. And so, as the political changes are taking place, the troublemakers know that time is short, and they have to strike now, or they're going to either die in battle or die in prison. That's why I want every American to get on the edge of their seat right now. And I know it's hard to fight the normalcy bias. I know it's hard, after the snooze button has gone off so many times, to say, all right, now time's up. Now we've got to get up and go. But it's that time. It's that time. Okay. Um, now here's the $64 million question. Why is AMLO asking Biden to form an American superstate with all the nations of South America, Central America, and North America? I'm looking into that. It's still something of an enigma, but I do see Lopez Obrador stepping into the power vacuum that's left after Trump's administration left power and pulled all their support from every nation that was actually resisting this migration uh, tidal wave, resisting drug activity, resisting transnational trafficking organizations. The USA just absolutely pulled the plug on all those operations. 
And so Andres Manuel is trying to step into that void and to help those organizations. And he would have, he would prefer to accentuate the positive. He would prefer to use trade and economic development tools like that to reduce migration rather than force and loading buses at the tip of a gun. But, uh, he may also, he may also crack down on migration that other way. And here's something else that Americans need to think about. If Andres Manuel is the protector of all the refugees of the world, which he claims to be and has been said to be, that's something an American may need since our own country has been totally hijacked. And I know we love it, even though I'm kicked out and I'm not allowed there, and I'm ashamed of some aspects of my country. I'm still very proud of my country, and I've had to ask President Lopez Obrador to protect me as a refugee, as a discriminated against person, as a, a, a member of a class that is that is oppressed in my own nation, and uh, oppressed to the point where many, many of us are not even free. And so I, I hope that Americans can set aside our national pride just enough to consider that maybe there are some worthwhile leaders elsewhere in the world that are worth our, worthy of our support and worthy of following, and that we might even need to follow some of them and ask some things of some of them, and I myself have had to. That's uh, that's a pretty amazing revelation there. Um Personally, uh, let me tell you what I suspect. I think AMLO is petitioning Biden to create a super state because if there was an insurrection with the four states that got serious militarily and China was helping, then one part of this super state would have to move to help another. And that would provide AMLO with some... uh, sovereignty insurance against Chinese interference and manipulating these four states. That would be my guess. I saw a really interesting newscast, and it was just last night, and it was talking about all the Americans that are coming into Mexico and even living in Tijuana. Many of them have expired passports. They don't have any kind of documentation from the Mexican government, because with a U.S. passport, a person can enter into the Zona Franca, into the free trade northern border zone of Mexico, and uh, they're supposed to go through certain processes if they're going to live there or stay for more than three days. But a lot of Americans aren't doing that. And at the same time, a Mexican has to have a passport, not their uh, voter ID called the INE, which is a national ID with biometrics. They're not allowed to the U.S. with that. Officially, they have to get a passport, which is like car ownership, just totally out of reach for yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people who would like to come and work in agriculture or come and work in, uh, you know, a, a factory setting or things like that. E- even flipping burgers is a lot of money for somebody in the Mexican economy to come to the U.S. and even flip burgers. But they can't do it without a passport. And then they have to have a visa, which is an extensive process, like six months at least. And here's the other big one. da dum they got to take the death shot. they got to take the death dart. Mm, yeah, 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 I know. Or they're not allowed to come in. And so the Mexican president is trying to chart a path through the duality that there's bus after bus after bus of Haitians coming to the border, 
and crossing illegally or crossing with backroom deals that are not sanctioned by the president. And they're coming into the U.S. of A. without a passport, without a shot, without a health check. And yet the Mexicans have to have all of those things that are out of their reach financially and may endanger their life. And so for the president of Mexico to stand up and say, hey, it's kind of not fair, this immigration quagmire that we have, and let's find a way through it, let's charter a way through it, that's perfectly understandable for him to do, since there's so much illegal activity. Yeah, no kidding. Um, let's shift to Brazil for a second in the short time we have left. Bolsonaro's term is officially up in September, if I recall, and uh, Brazil's one of the last standouts. It's a non-communist nation. So where do you see this going? Civil war for sure. And, and here's why. So I was talking to an American on the streets of Mexico, and we saw the National Guard, and they have their little French hats, you know, it's like a cylinder with a brim on it. And I said, Andres Manuel knew that he could not take his nation back with a civil process, with judges and courts. So he made a military arm, and those guys roll up on an officer who's got a citizen stopped, and they say, what are you doing with the citizen? And that guy better have a reason. If he's shaking them for a bribe, if he is inhibiting the progress of a citizen of Mexico without reason, a lot of times he'll draw and they shoot it out right there. And there's been thousands of these gunfights to remove corrupt law enforcement, corrupt military officers, even the firing of nearly all of the customs agents. And they've been taken over by the military. So Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil knows as a military paratrooper, beret-wearing parachute jumper, he knows that this is going to be a fifth fight. But he's done in his four years what he could do civilly. But just like Trump, who's putting through new laws so that if he gets the presidency back, he can fire deeper down into the bureaus of the executive branch, the career criminals that have been running things for both sides for, for decades, Jair Bolsonaro knows that there's so many corrupt judges, there's a corrupt electoral apparatus, there are corrupt voting machines, and that they will not let him have the presidency again at the polls. The polls will not affect, they will not reflect the choice of the people, which will be Jair Bolsonaro. And so he's prepared to enter into the fifth fight that he's always known is coming. Trump kind of hoped that a civil process could take America back. No, you have to build a military arm and be ready for the gunfights in the streets because the wicked just aren't going to go. And even if you fire them, they're still out there with their skills, their network of buddies, their weapons. They will be terror cells. What if all the FBI was fired, Dave? They would transform overnight into a blob of interconnected criminal organizations without government sanctioning. And right now, they're a blob of international of interconnected criminal organizations with government sanctioning. But even without the government sanction, it's a danger that still has to be destroyed with a kinetic action. Bolsonaro knows that. It's coming. It's going to be interesting with civil war because in the old days it would have been Russia helping the revolutionaries to establish a communist government and the Americans supporting the other side. But with this administration, I can almost see side and excuse me aid being given to the 
uh, communist side in Bolsonaro's on his own. Hey, guys, read my blog. You'll get a kick out of it. And we talk about all these things. We talk about the passing of the night, how the United States has gravitated towards totalitarianism, while Russia has come out of that detesting it and loving freedom and Christianity and men with women and having children, things like that. And so the, the, the world has changed, and we've, we've changed sides on a lot of things. And I've written about it as it's happened. So anyone who is now done hitting the snooze button and really is considering that we may have to fight here and it may be for all the marbles, look back on, on how it uh, began to, to transpire, how the stage was set step by step. And uh, you and I have reported on it. A lot of it's on my blog. Just go to my main site gospelgunslingers.com and there's a there's an SS button and that's my subscribe star blog all the information on there is free reach out to me send me a message oh by the way if I can jump one more uh, shameless plug here I'm back preaching every day with Bible verse of the day for gospel gunslingers it's on telegram and you can just hit the button on uh, my main site and that'll take you to the telegram feed for the Bible verse of the day so please come along and to three minute teaching that you can get get a start of your morning with the Bible as pertains to self-defense and self-government and the, the dangerous times that we find ourselves in in the whole world. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, does Bolsonaro persevere? He's tough. He's tougher than Trump ever was. In fact, I think, I think Trump kind of showed him a little bit of the art of the deal. And I think Bolsonaro showed Trump a little bit about being a two-fisted lawman. Yeah, but he's going to face aid from Venezuela, Iran, Colombia, Argentina. Ecuador won't be much of a factor because they're a disaster right now. Panama, Nicaragua. And and I wonder if Russian troops will go. I know you know that uh, Russian troops are in Nicaragua and also in Venezuela. Do you think they'll enter the fight? Absolutely, they'll enter the fight. Uh, I just hope that we do enough harm to China in the opening salvos that they can't really have the sea lift capacity to do as much in the Americas. They have, however, really dug in in Argentina and in Chile, which have, these nations are just one after another going communist. On my watch, in the past five years, Argentina had a wonderful... Uh, Christian businessman president and he went off into the night. Now his supporters are having to fight guerrilla campaigns to try to even protest and the government's cracking down on that. And so South America is a really dangerous place to be. It's going to be awful civil wars in all of these nations and we'll see what happens. Brazil though is a large nation. It's over 300 million people, like 309 or 10 million people. They are sophisticated in a lot of ways. They're the strongest jet power in all of Latin yeah. America. They recently, I know we're out of time. They yeah, we are out of time. Aircraft carrier and another one in mothballs. That's interesting. That That is a game changer. And I don't think Russia can give a lot of aid there anyway because they're so depleted with Ukraine. Sam, really good update. A lot of, lot of theaters we covered here. Again, give out your website address for we bid adieu. Thank you, gospelgunslingers.com. Please come and visit me. Send me a message on there. I have a YouTube. I have a Twitter. 
please follow me on all platforms okay. because I'm a one-man operation in the jungle. And Sam, on that note, we got to close for they turn out the lights. The chimps are taking the day off. Thanks a lot for coming on. Great stuff. We'll see how it transpires. We'll have you back on. Thanks, Sam. Roger that. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.